Welcome to the Nimrod Outdoors Podcast, where we challenge and equip men, husbands, and fathers to become the spiritual leaders of the home. Let's dive right in. Well, what's going on, guys? This is M.A. Dozier uh, with another Nimrod Outdoors podcast, and we are glad that you are with us for season two. Um, and we're going to be doing things a little bit differently this season, and I'm really excited about it uh, because I am going to be joined by my wife, Chelsea, um, and she's going to uh, help me with just bringing content to you guys and and keeping me in line and not it won't be so mundane of you just hearing my my monologue voice. Um, and so it's going to be more conversational based. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, if, if you don't know my wife, Chelsea, just know this, that anything that happens with Nimrod Outdoors is because of her. Um, I have the dreams and the visions and somehow she makes those things work out. Um, and she's way smarter than me. And so the administrative side, the financial side, the website, the anything, anything. I just show up and smile and she makes everything else go. And so uh, without further ado, I want to introduce you to my wife, Chelsea. Chelsea, say hello. Hello. Um, I am the second half of my husband, M.A., and I'm super excited to be joining the podcast. Yeah. So Chelsea, uh, tell us a little bit about, introduce yourself more than just saying hello. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you like doing, what your passions are. Yeah. Well, in my past life, I played soccer. I coached soccer. I coached at the high school level and uh, taught high school science. Um, And then God called me to be a stay-at-home mom. And so I went from coaching high school soccer and uh, teaching chemistry honors uh, to teaching preschool in first grade and, <laughs> and coaching <laughs> first graders in soccer. Um, so definitely not the route that I thought I would go, but I am so blessed to be here and loving being at home with the kids and just uh, doing life with them. Um, so we have three kids, but I like to say I'm a mom of four. Oh, yeah, because you definitely, I'm the oldest kid. Uh, definitely. Oh, gotcha. well, uh, I'd probably give you the most trouble as well. As, so my other three kids are probably child's play compared to me. Oh, truth. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, so. Well, let, one thing Chelsea this. did not mention is that uh, she's a redheaded bombshell. So if, oh, boy. If you, uh, if you know anything about redheads, you know that uh, I have my work cut out for me as well. Because Yeah, you uh, do. But in a good way. She keeps me in line. I, there's a lot of things I'm like, I want to do this. And she just looks at me and says, no, we're not going to do that. So <laughs> um, she she is somebody that uh, she's my helpmate. She's what God gave me in order to get through this life. And without her, I'd be, I tell people all the time, I'd be a, a miserable, fat slob of a man. Oh, so, boy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do for me. Well, I'm so glad you're not so. in that phase of life. <laughs> Well, um, let's, uh, Chelsea, re- let's recap uh, twenty the year 2022, um, and after we do that recap, we can kind of dive into what we want to talk about today, but let's talk about all the blessings God uh, provided for Nimrod and uh, just what he did throughout the year of 2022, because it, uh, it was a pretty 
wide open year, pretty fast pace. Yeah. Um, And and for those who have not joined in on the Nimrod Outdoors podcast before, um, we just want to mention that Nimrod Outdoors is a nonprofit 501c3. um, And we started in 2014 just by uh, going off on M.A.'s heart. Um, He had a passion for taking kids hunting and and dad's hunting and uh but he really had a passion for sharing with them what it means to be a spiritual leader in the home um and so he used the outdoors and his passion for hunting and taking people hunting and just kind of combined it and we did uh, two official weekends in 2014 um and then from there it just kind of grew and in 2019 we moved to elberton georgia um and pursuing being able to do this ministry more and last year 2022 was our biggest year yet um i think we're still trying to catch our breath honestly so we had hosted 12 father sons we did seven speaking engagements we did uh hosted nine men's events we did 22 podcasts Um, We had 23 people come through our respite room, which is just where we allow pastors and missionaries to take a break um, and and seek sanctuary. Um, And then on top of that, we published our very first book, The Hands of a Warrior. Um, That is a 30-day men's devotional. And if you have ever put your mouth to a fire hydrant, um, (laughs) that's pretty much what you're doing with this book. But it is awesome. And we have officially sold... 420 copies of that book um and it was published in what late spring of 2022 no, we actually released it the last week of june june so summer so, it's so within right six months I yeah guess. six months to sell that many so god has been all over that and just all over the ministry this year it's been awesome sure and i think i think i saw um you posted on social media that our podcast had been downloaded what four thousand times? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I don't know, but which, which, <laughs> with all like let, fourteen followers, <laughs> let me tell you, y'all something. just keep listening to it over and over. <laughs> like, let me tell you some like the fact that four, maybe not four thousand people, but that someone wanted to listen to this four thousand times. I'm sure my mom and dad are probably half of those, <laughs> just constantly. Re-listen. They go to sleep, but uh, it kind of it, it kind of blew me away because when Chelsea kind of you know, gave this vision of let's do a podcast. Um, I was not, not terribly excited about it. It was an unknown for me. Um, and just sitting and, and recording something by myself was a little odd. And so to see the reach that that had, uh, this past year was amazing. Um, and, uh, so I think all together with all those numbers, you just said, we, we did ba- basically 27 events, uh, this past year. Um, and on top of that, you know, you include family time, life. Yeah. Uh, we had, we, th- I think we thought we were out of wedding stage in our life of going to weddings. <laughs> yeah. And we went to three different weddings this year. This uh, year, we were, actually we were in, in, in three had weddings. somebody in every one of those weddings. Yeah. And then our sisters both got married three days apart in yeah. April, one in outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and the other one at Disney World. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's it's been a heck of a year, that's it has for sure. Been a heck of a year. And, and we just kicked off 2023. Uh, within the first week of 2023, we were down in Suwannee, Florida, um, doing a fishing trip uh, with some father and son groups from Rock Ranch Baptist Church. Um, they are a church that partners with us uh, financially. And so we said, hey, if you're going to partner with us financially, we want those finances to go back into the 
men and uh, families of, of this church. And so we provided a trip for them. And uh, we did some uh, saltwater fishing inside the, the creeks and rivers of the Gulf of Mexico down there in Swan, yeah, Florida. And it was cool. Caught some redfish, some, some sea trout, some, uh, I mean, ladyfish, all types of species. I think between the two boats we had down there, I would, I mean, I don't think I'm exaggerating at all to, to say we caught between 100 and 150 fish between both boats. Um, and so they had a great time. We had a great time. And, and that's our heart. That's what we look, look forward to do is just mm-hmm. continue to push forward um, partnerships with churches and with, with groups of people, um, you know, to provide these trips. And, you know, the fishing is kind of the, the great thing or the hunting is, is the thing in which we, we enjoy doing. That is the platform. But really what this gives is an opportunity for us to sit down and really lay out to the gospel of, of what God created us to be as spiritual leaders, as yeah. men, husbands, and fathers. Um, it was awesome this weekend with the Swanee, Florida fishing trip. I had an opportunity to sit down and, and really talk about and dive into God's word about what God, like what is the definition of a man and what does that look like? And so that was really cool and a really awesome time. And um, I know later this month, uh, the month of January, we're going to be talking at another church in Calhoun Falls, South Carolina. Yep. Um, and you and I sat down and looked at the calendar uh, for this year. And we already have at least one event for each month. And that doesn't include people calling, you know, kind of a la carte saying, hey, I want to do this, do that. So right. this next year is probably going to be another busy year, which to God's glory, and we're excited about it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so another really awesome thing, we just celebrated our oldest daughter's birthday uh, and she turned seven, and um, so last night we were eating some of her cake. Yeah. Yeah, and then we're doing a sugar fast, just just letting you know. When this cake is gone, we are che- sugar fasting. Chelsea is a holistic <laughs> nutritionist, so uh, oh. that that gives you some perspective into my life. <laughs> yeah, you like it. <laughs> Remember, you would be that big slob. <laughs> y- yes, you're right. Um, so anyway, we were, you know, indulging, enjoying her cake, and she finished her cake, and then she took her plate and like threw it at me. Do you remember this? Yes, yeah, she just like slid it across yeah, the table. It was like I'm done. <laughs> and you straight jumped jumped at her for doing that. You were like that is so rude and the poor girl, she gets her feelings hurt pretty quickly and so she was in tears and um but I don't think she understood what she was doing was rude. Um so I have a question for yeah. you. Through through how we handle our kids, now we're not perfect parents, right? We wouldn't need Jesus if we were. Um, are we intentionally raising our kids and intentionally teaching them lessons and truth? Or are we just looking at situations like that and being like, eh, you're wrong, let's move on? Sure. Yeah, that, I, Chelsea, I think that's a great question. I think that's where we find ourselves as parents. Um, and you and I have talked about this a lot, but you know, Proverbs 22, six says train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Um, there's also a verse right at the beginning of Proverbs in Proverbs chapter one, verses seven through nine. And it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom and instruction. And then it says in verse eight, hear my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. Mm-hmm. And so what you see here, uh, you know, I think a lot of times you read, especially that second verse and you're like, it's okay. It's talking to the kids. They need to listen to their parents. And that's very true. But as parents, we need to read that and realize that it is our responsibility to teach them and give them instruction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, last night was a classic example of, you know, did I just get on to Ridgely? 
uh, for what she did and not explain to her what, why she was being rude. Um, and so the question you and I have asked a lot is, you know, are we just telling them something or are we actually showing them or teaching them something? Right. And so me just getting on to Ridgely, um, you know, who knows what she thought she was getting in trouble for, um, unless I take the time or we as parents take the time to say, Hey, what you did was wrong. But let's talk about that for a minute. Do you know why it was wrong? Do you know why you're getting in trouble? Do you know, um, you know, what you did wrong? And I, I think that's very important because in life, I mean, for me as a 35 year old dude, there's a lot of times that I do things that I'm like, okay, I didn't do that right. But I, I have to mentally take time to say, okay, what did I actually do wrong? Obviously the end result created something that I could find that was wrong. Sure. But can I go back and actually retrace my steps and whatever it was and figure out where I started going askew? Um, and I, that self-reflection is very important. But for our kids, you know, originally seven, Matthias is four. Yeah, we see and, that a lot with our son. Like yeah. We've noticed recently anytime he gets in trouble or is sitting in timeout and he calms down and we ask him, like, why are you in timeout? And he'll be like, because I got in trouble. Yeah. Why did you get in trouble? Because you yelled at me. Like, yeah. there's no connection there's, to it. And, and so then how is he going to ever overcome or, you know, be able to to potentially fix? Fix isn't the best word there, but, you know, change those behaviors if he doesn't even know what behaviors are actually not appropriate. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, so a, a classic story, you know, that for me that was kind of, it was, I was, you know, mid-20s. I'd gotten a job working uh, at a at a summer camp. I was head of maintenance, but I was very honest with them when I got hired. I said, "Hey, I don't know anything about electrical," and I can remember them in the interview process said, "Oh, that's no problem." And and the owner of the camp was kind of like, "Hey, I'll 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 teach you." Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember that finally one day there came a situation where electrical was involved, and uh, I called him and I was like, "Hey, man, I, I need some help. I I don't know what I'm doing here." And over the phone, he just said, oh, it's easy. You take the ground wire and do this and the neutral wire and do this and the positive wire and do this. And you so hook it up. It's a whole language. Yeah. And, and I, was, I just was listening to him on the phone. I'm like, man, I don't even know what you just said. Like, like you could have been speaking Japanese to me. <laughs> and the thing was, what we found in that moment was when I told him in the interview, I didn't know anything about electrical. Like, I literally meant I don't know anything about electrical. I know that if my elbow starts tingling when I'm touching wires, <laughs> that's not a good thing. It was, it was the um, wrong choice. Right? But, but what he heard me say when I said I don't know about anything about electrical is, oh, well, okay, he knows the basis, basics, and I didn't. And so, you know, there was a little bit of tension and frustration there um, that I had to overcome and he had to overcome and I literally had to tell him like no I need you physically here and I need you to fix it and I need to watch you fix it so I know exactly what to do here I can't just you know over the phone I said when you say neutral wire I don't even know what that means yeah Um, I was completely ignorant you know to any of it and so you know the problem is is as parents take that situation and throw it into a situation where we're raising our kids and you know hey, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. Well, do they even know what, what that means? Do they know what their ground wire is? Do they know what the neutral wire is? Mm-hmm. Or are we just assuming? And then we're going to get 
mad at them again because they do the same thing, but we didn't take the time to actually show them or teach them. Yeah. Um, and we talk about this, you know, right now we're mainly talking about raising our kids in the physical world um, and, and teaching them manners and behaviors. But this goes right into the spiritual world as well. Absolutely. Like, you know, talking about raising our kids in the gospel and in the Bible. And, you know, you know, are our kids getting in trouble and do they understand the lessons we are trying to teach them? Or are we just telling them and, and you know, basically... Or giving, or are we giving them actually hands-on lessons? Or are we, you know, when Matthias does something and we get in trouble, are we coming back on the backside and saying, "Hey, you know, you did get in trouble, and this is why you got in trouble." Um, but you know, let, let's talk a lot more about the spiritual side of things, and are we teaching them spiritually? So, you know, Chelsea, uh, you know, I go to work most of the time. I'm out of the house, and you're the one that is really pouring into our kids in the Bible and Bible stories and all that stuff. And sure. it always amazes me when I come home and the kids are like, oh, let me tell you about Noah's Ark or let me tell you about Daniel the lion's den or, you know, talking about Paul or Jonah and all that. And you do a great job on that. But Chelsea, expound a little bit more because like we could teach our kids Noah's Ark. We could teach them Daniel and the lion's den. But if all they know is a story about a man that built a boat and then the waters flooded for 40 days. Like, what are they actually learning? They're just learning a story. And inside every one of these stories, like Noah's Ark, there's there's lessons of obedience. There's lessons of perseverance. There's lessons of God is faithful. He will do what he says he's going to do. But if we just read the surface level of the story, like, are our kids getting that? Do we just assume they're getting that? Or are we taking time to intentionally say, hey, let's talk about this and where God, you know, let's talk about the obedience of Noah and how that implies to our life. So talk to me a little bit about how, like, how you do that and, you know, yeah, how so, the kids respond. So we basically pick one story and we focus on that story for the whole week. Um, so it's not just, you know, sticking them into the Bible and, and going through it as fast as we can. Instead, we're going to meditate and focus on the story. And uh, sometimes it could be literally just one scripture that we're focusing on. Sometimes it's a couple passages. Um, but back in the spring, we had gotten the kids some Bibles. And so originally got to pick out her own Bible and we use it for scripture and um, scripture memory. And she's learning how to find scriptures in the Bible and and highlighting and all that. Well, Matthias, we had come across the Action Bible. And if you're not familiar with the Action Bible, it is basically like a comic book. Um, and so it's very heavy with pictures and um, and just, it's, it's really entertaining. Um, and it's not what, we don't call it the Bible, yeah. but it's like... It's a helpmate. It's a helpmate for the Bible, yeah. yeah. And so we'll read stories through there. And for the whole week, like during homeschool, for the whole week, we'll focus on the one story. And it could be just a scripture. It could be several passages. It could be like a book, to, you know, the book of Ruth. Um, but we'll just focus on it. And so we'll start off with reading the scripture. And then we'll read the next day. We might read from the Action Bible. And then um, usually by the end of the week, they want to act it out. And so I'm narrating it. And they're sitting there like acting the whole story out. But it's really awesome because it's imprinting it in their mind. Sure. Like they are soaking in the story. They're now being come like being part of the story. Um, and it's awesome. And so through learning the story, we engage that story. And uh, and so we'll talk about like when something happens that day, like, oh, hey, like 
that's that something that we read about this morning. So basically what you're saying is like, you know, you, you engage them in the story all week long. And then, you know, if there is a moment of, you know, hey, here's an opportunity to talk about in our own lives, like how God showed up today. And you revert that back to, you know, one of these stories of like, hey, God showed up in this story and he showed up in our story. Sure. Uh, and, yeah. And then also like, you know, hey, you know, here here's a theme that was in this story about the faithfulness of God or obedience or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you can use our own lives and, and take a moment and be like, hey, kids, I want you to see what just happened in our own lives and how that compares back to the story we've been talking exactly. about. Exactly. Um, and like we went hiking uh, what last weekend or something and um, <laughs> seeds of jealousy seeds of jealousy like we had done a story and there was just this tiny little part of seeds of jealousy in the story talking about how um the descendants and the mothers and everything were, were jealous and yeah. so it got passed along through the family and so now the children had seeds of jealousy like they yeah. were the product of seeds of jealousy and um and I mean, how many four-year-olds can even say the word jealousy? <laughs> but we're hiking, and there's like all these seeds on the ground. The sweet gum balls. Sweet from gum the balls. Sweet gum trees. And the kids were just like, "Oh my god!" Like Matthias, our four-year-old's like, "Look, it's seeds of jealousy." We're like what? <laughs> He's like, "It's the jealous seeds. Don't step on them." <laughs> okay, like, you take it so literally. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, you know, at this age, they don't get sarcasm. Um, but it, it was funny because. You know, you and I weren't planning to have a conversation in the spiritual realms while we were hiking, but our four-year-old son, you know, obviously that imprinted something on him from, I mean, you did that months ago. And, yeah, like, know, yeah, like the beginning of the school year. Yeah, and so, you know, for him to see this and then just randomly say it, and then we just started talking about that and mm-hmm. what were seeds of jealousy and what did that cause in our lives? And, you know, even though our four-year-old thought it was a literal seed, um, you know, <laughs> God bless him, and we'll move on. And you know, when he gets older, we'll figure that out. But um, yeah, and and so I, Chelsea, I just want to brag on you. You do a phenomenal job of, oh, of teaching our kids. Um, you have a teaching background. You were a teacher um, for high and school. And so, like, <laughs> I'm just a good old boy that don't know nothing that just wants to be in the woods. So if our ki- if I had to teach our kids, uh, they might learn how to make a fire, but I don't know if they would learn. <laughs> seeds of jealousy oh, and, and all the good well, good things of the we, Bible. We so. have fun and it's it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, um, so to go along that, you know, there's some scripture um, that I just love, especially when I'm talking to dads about raising their kids. Um, I think a lot of times dads, we want like, we want to be like what when in the sports world you call an armchair quarterback, like you sit in a chair and watch a TV and you yell and say, well, this is what they should have done. This is what they could do. But you're not actually in the game. Nobody knows you. Nobody knows who you are. And I think a lot of times that's how we want to raise our kids is mm-hmm. we want to sit in our armchair, our recliner. And when we see our kids mess up, we don't even get out of recliner. We just say, well, you messed up. You know, you should have done better. You should have done this. But in reality, what God has called us to do is not not just be people that, you know, educate our kids but also we're guides we're called to guide our kids and be hands-on with them and and get into the muck and mire with them and say hey this is where you messed up but let's talk about this and let's work through some things um when in reality you know we just want to use our words to say hey you know don't do this do this do that but we're not actually in their life showing them how to live this life after christ Um, sure 
And one big scripture that comes to mind for me, Jesus is actually saying this, which is to me is, is amazing. But it's in John chapter 5, five 19 through 20. And it says, so Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son does likewise. Uh, for the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing. Um, and so Jesus himself is saying, like, the son, the son can do nothing of his own accord, only what he sees the father doing. And so, you know, if all the father is ever doing is sitting in a chair just, you know, barking orders, mm-hmm. that's all the son ever sees. Um, and so also what I find interesting is when you get down to, to verse 20, it says, for the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing like yes. it, it is a it is an action it's not just sitting there barking orders it's not a boss it's not a you know a manager it is somebody that is actually in it with them and showing them and saying hey come here let me show you this let me let me walk out my life and show you how it's supposed to be done um and so that's something that as fathers we need to do and being the spiritual leaders but you know again like chelsea you as my wife are somebody that really pours into our kids in this, in with scripture and all that. Um, and so you are a, a helpmate. You, you know, we are one unit, um, yeah. but as fathers, you know, and mothers, we are called to just, sh- you know, to show them through our own lives is the major thing. Um, and I think the, one of the biggest fa- falls on society today is that is the fact that we tell kids what to do, but can they actually see it in our own life lived out in front of them? Right. Um, and and, you, and like for you, like you are constantly praying over our kids. You pray over them and with them every night. Um, we do prayer. And, and now to the point where the kids start leading prayer. But we do, which would they have ever done that if you never showed them, you know, how to pray at dinner? Um, and on another side note, like. I, for the longest time, just felt like I needed to have quiet time. Like I was supposed to have quiet time that I could spend time in the Bible and then I'd get frustrated because a kid would beat me up and I wouldn't be able, not actually beat me up, but would <laughs> Not physically wake up. beat you up. Mentally <laughs> Sometimes beat you up. that happens too. I do have a black eye for my daughter. <laughs> um, but they would wake up before me and so then I'd feel frustrated and I'd be like, well, I don't get quiet time today. And um, but I learned to change my perspective a little bit, and I've actually scrapped the whole quiet time idea. I've decided that that is not going to happen in this phase of life, um, and that's okay. So I actually do quiet time, my quote-unquote quiet time, but I do my Bible study while the kids are doing homeschool. And so my Bible and my devotional are all right there on the homeschool table with all their stuff. And so when they get to a place where they're able to work independently, I'm skimming through my own Bible and doing my, my, um, devotion study and answering questions. And the kids now know like, Oh, that's mom's homework. Like she's in God's word. And so they're seeing that. And so, because they're seeing me actively doing it or seeing you actively in the Bible, um, they know that's what they're supposed to do. We're not just telling them, Oh, you need to read the Bible. Like they're seeing us um, being completely engaged and involved in our relationship with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's, you know, this is where we could start landing the plane um, and talking about like the lesson. Are we just telling them what to do? Are we, are we just talking about lessons they should be learning or are we engaging them and walking out of life and, and 
hands-on teaching them and guiding them through this life. Sure. And, and Luke, Luke chapter 9, verse 23, you know, Jesus himself says, if anyone wants to follow after me, they must deny themselves and pick up the cross daily and follow after me. Mm-hmm. And the problem, the problem our society sees today and, and even so much more in the church, our church culture today, is that we as parents and we as the generation above our kids have for decades told them about Jesus, told them they should love Jesus, but they've never actually seen us pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus. Sure. Um, and so we have generations after generations of kids leaving the church because they might have grown up in a household that told them about Jesus, but they never actually saw anybody in that household actively follow Jesus and surrender their life to the calling he has on their life. Yeah. And so when they get to be, you know, their own man or woman, they're like, well, I don't understand why this is even useful. Why is it practical? Like, okay, I know Noah's Ark. I know Daniel the Lions. And they know all these stories. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you go out to people that have never been in the church before. They know these stories. But do they know the reasons behind it? Do they know the lessons that God is teaching us about his character and who he is and how much he loves us? Mm-hmm. And are they seeing that being lived out in their parents' lives? Exactly. On a daily basis? Like it's, it's not just getting up and going to church every Sunday. It's not a ritual. Like it's um, actually seeing Jesus, the light of Jesus through us. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so at the end, like, unless, Chelsea, unless you got anything else to say, like, I'll I do, just... but I can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just close it with this and saying, like, No, you can't close it yet. Hold on. <laughs> okay, we're going to wait. Can we pause it? Yeah. Pause. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ADD and lack of sleep. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, so, like, talking about, show, you know, showing our kids Jesus, and um, it's not just the ritual of, of going to church, and it's not just seeing us in the Bible, but also who we are. Um, and the way we treat our kids. And I think it's super easy to be prideful and think, ah, I'm the parent. I know more. I'm better. Like you have a weak moment and yell at your kid or, um, I mean, I do this. I, I get, I'm sleep deprived. Like, um, so there are days where I feel like patience is great. And then there are days where I wake up and it's already not even existent. The tank is already empty. It's empty. (laughs) And so it doesn't take much. And all of a sudden, like I find myself, exploding at them or losing my temper really quick and um and here's the thing like I am human so yes that situation is not necessarily showing Jesus truth but what I do after that is my opportunity to Mm, shine Jesus and so can I humble myself to the point of apologizing and being like, what mommy just did was not okay. Like, that was wrong. That was not something um, that reflected Jesus. And so it's it's not just what we're doing, the physical things we're doing, but it's also like being intentional and, and humble and just like, can we shine Jesus through our mistakes and, and show them how to overcome the obstacles and other things that we're facing? Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I mean, that's that's so good because... Um, you know, pride, pride is one of the things that just, I think if people could humble themselves a little bit more, um, especially in front of their kids, it'd be great. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to kids or talked to grown adults and they're like, my dad never said he was sorry. Sure. My dad never did this. My dad never said he loved me. My dad, you know, like 
it was just brimstone and fire the whole time. Yeah. Um, never admitted he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same thing with them talking about their mothers, like, you know. And so we need to admit that we, even though we are adults, we're wrong. And uh, our kids deserve to see the love of Jesus played out. And I think yeah. you said that perfectly. I mean, how much better are they going to be in the future? Like, just seeing their parents being able to humble themselves, like, they're going to be able to do that. And so if they, if, if they couldn't experience that, and there are people out there, and, and maybe in our own experiences where um, our parents or adult figures didn't do that, like, that just makes it, that, that's now imprinted in us. And sure. we feel like, well, you know, that, that guy, he's, he's a man. He's a man because, you know, he's never going to say sorry or like he's never wrong or, you know, and, but that's the wrong definition. We don't want our kids to think that that is what makes a man a man. Like right. we want them to know that Jesus having, following authentically, 100% following Jesus is what makes you a man. Sure. And it says, you know, scripture says Jesus humbled himself even to point of death on the cross. Yeah. Like he was the perfect, like he was perfect. He was the king. He, he humbled himself and came down from his throne in heaven down mm-hmm. to earth to be born as a baby. In but a manger then, around animal poop. <laughs> but then he even humbled himself even more and went to the cross for us. And yeah. so humility is a major thing in which we want to raise our kids in. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that's that's all great and we you know you did a great job explaining that um and so at the end of the day like we can land the plane right here with saying you know one of the greatest tools we can have in raising our kids is making sure we are outwardly following jesus in Mm -hmm. our own lives and being in a way that they can see it yeah not being private um admitting our mistakes and when we do mess up what a perfect opportunity for us to open scripture and say hey we messed up and this is where it shows that we messed up but this is the gift of God and this is the grace and the mercy he gives us. Mm -hmm. Um, And let, you know, at all times there's lessons in life throughout the whole thing. And so as we raise our kids in to be physically great humans and individuals, we also need to make sure that we are raising them in the spiritual realms. And that's what we've talked about. And it goes hand in hand. Um, And so basically at the end of the day, it just comes down to what I said, like are our kids seeing us physically wake up every day and picking up that cross and following after Jesus, Mm -hmm. denying ourselves and following Jesus, or are they just seeing us talk about this man named Jesus? You know, maybe, and maybe we go to church every so often, but it's not about going to church once a week. It's about literally daily getting up and saying, all right, Lord, I'm pursuing after you. Yeah. And making that visible to our kids. Yeah. um, But guys, I hope you enjoyed this. um, And we're looking forward to season two of the Nimrod Outdoors podcast. And what I'll say is just stay humble, stay focused, and keep pressing forward. And don't forget your copy of The Hands of a Warrior. It is available on Amazon and on our website, nimrodoutdoors.com. Unashamed plug for the devotion. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Nimrod Outdoors, find us on Facebook or look us up at nimrodoutdoors.com. We hope you have a great day, and we hope to see you next time.